on this week's episode. Or or it may be that they like that he ain't worthy of a Mm-mm. response. Where Jesse Williams at? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Where the woke what, brothers, the, woke, the girls, guys, that exactly. Maybe he did. Maybe I need to go and yeah, check look and that see. Up. And if no. he says something, then my apologies. You know, I'm always leery of people who invoke this idea of like house Negroes mm-hmm. <laughs> versus field Negro mentality. You know, and uh, and so on. Because at the end of the day, I think this militancy, I don't think it's effective. At the end of the day. Because it, because it really you you playing their game at that point. Who okay. Beyonce? Beyonce when she put put her work out there that was for um, I mean she's she's that's the, for y'all a, for yeah, black it's, women is for black women. Okay, okay when she put I her I didn't see her, no disclaimer on the video. So oh, it's for you black didn't. women. It yeah. is for black because I bet you white women was bumping it and, buy, and buying a CD, it, but they all weren't all making videos from it. Poindexter. 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 Synonymous with nerd, geek, and dork. That's us. We're We're real real regular. regular. My husband, he's often quiet as a mouse, but will roar like a lion when it comes to an opinion. Think Stephen A mixed with a little Barack, mixed with a little Biggie, and you have my hubby. My wife, she's formally educated, classy, but will get ratchet real quick. Think Michelle Obama mixed with a little Solange and a lot of Pam from Martin, and you have the wifey. And, and together, together, we're the, the Poindexters, Dexters, married with, with two perspectives on the topics of today. Hi everyone, it's episode four, and for this week we're going to be talking about Elaine Brown's comments about Black Lives Matter and those involved having um, what she has called a plantation mentality. Uh, Trick Daddy. Um, a lot of you probably have uh, seen all the backlash uh, with his comments, and rightfully so. And then the backlash with uh, Amy Schumer and cultural appropriation. So I had for us to discuss um, Elaine Brown first. Is that which one you want to do? Let's do Trick Daddy. I always want to get into the the nonsense first. <laughs> okay. Um. All right, we'll get we'll go there then. So with Trick Daddy, um, those of you all that haven't um, heard his uh, inflammatory comments about black women, he uh, posted an Instagram video on October twenty fifth, and uh, if I can maybe play the clip. Here, let's play the clip. The Spanish. These white hoes, they done start getting finer than a motherfucker. Y'all black hoes better tighten up. I'm telling you. Tighten up. Y'all doing all that extra shit for nothing. You're not achieving nothing, bitch. You get your ass done, your titties done, and you're paying 150 to get your makeup done just to go to a motherfucker, a local club, bitch. Tighten up, ho. These Spanish and these white hoes is getting very spiffy on y'all. They fuck around and learn how to fry chicken. You always is useless. So basically, with with this, of course, um, <clears throat> all kind of black women uh, came at him. And over the past couple of days, I had, I was looking for an article by um, maybe a black female journalist or a um, 
black somebody that claims himself to be a black feminist but actually I couldn't find anything and I don't know if people were like well he's not even worth my time because so many people like kind of came at him mm-hmm. um, through, okay. through social media you think that people were like because people are like man it's trick daddy like, mm-hmm. what do you expect from mm-hmm. him and then also like he's not even maybe even worthy of a response you know just because I, I mean I don't think he's he's always been considered you know even in hip hop standards on the ignorant side of things you know because of his speech because or- of his speech and the type of music he makes you know it's simply about like strippers and clubs and and uh, you know for the most part so I don't I don't think I don't think nobody takes him seriously, you know. So I think that's more of the cases that people just like, wow, even respond to this clown, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> I did like Issa Rae's response on the Breakfast Club. Um cuz she her her thing was kind of, you know, the same like what black women actually listen. Mhm to him talking about tighten up and was like oh I need to go tighten up because Trick Daddy says so so again I guess it's like you know this buffoonery but what I was thinking about mostly when I read um, some of the comments on uh, from Twitter and so I'm looking at um, uh, some of the comments like if you don't take your old this is this is from either Twitter or Instagram if you don't take your old irrelevant, cantankerous, ignorant ass somewhere and get some sense, how dare you fix your yuck mouth to say anything about black queens? Um, this sack of shit called trick is a perfect example of why black women simply need to stop giving birth to black men. Um, she had hashtag boycott black men, hashtag no nigga diet. Which I'm assuming she black. She looks like it. It's hard to to tell in this picture. Um, his face looks like a Botox science experiment that went wrong. He got nerve. Uh, nigga, shut your old irrelevant ass up. Um, you know, nigga, eat some kale and go on a jog. So a lot of it was about his the way he looks. You know, like you know, weight and his his face. And he, you know, actually sent out another response that was just as ignorant but he in this response he was talking about how he's had lupus and so that changed his skin uh his his facial features so um he actually said in response to um all the backlash real women know who they are what they are and what they stand for so fuck what a random bitch with too much time on her hand has to say you hoes are followers i've had lupus for over 15 years some of you wasn't even in elementary school yet but to use that as a joke and condemn condemn me bitch eat a d-i-c-k and get out your feelings because i'm a heartless hoe i think that's supposed to be hoes it was like it was like kind of erased out so my thing was, you know, um, I'm definitely not obviously agreeing with him, but, you know, people going at his looks and stuff. I want to get behind the mindset of because before he even said this, I had seen that I had read somewhere that he did have a lupus. And so I wanted to get behind the mindset, the psychology of where this type of inflammatory type comments are coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than just going at his looks, 
you know, because yeah. it speaks I mean, to this larger issue. Essentially, what, what? First of all, I don't see how you come out with a statement like that and then get mad when mm-hmm. people come at you about your right. looks. Lupus be damned. You understand? <laughs> like, like. So you you upset because they coming at you about your lupus. You want them to have some empathy for that, but you just went real raw on like black women essentially. But know? I had already and thought so about like, so you know forget. No, I that. had already thought about that before he even because he mm. uh, put out his comments like several days later mm. about like you said. But that's what them I'm to empathize. But I still was like, okay, let's you know let's clown them whatever, mm. but let's also go behind the psychology. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't really see that on social media. People, you know, oh, you sh- shut your this, that up, your ugly ass. Well, you I mean, know, that's how people come at people. That, who right, but let's, say, get, really, let's go you know? deeper. Well, I mean, I had problems with his first statement just because, I mean, it assumes, first of all, regardless of what race you are, that women are here to serve men. Mm-hmm. Right. So and so his his whole statement is based on that that premise is that women are here to serve men and that because of that black women are falling behind Spanish and white women in this task right of serving of serving serve, men serving or men. being there as objects for men right mm-hmm. they their bodies ain't on point and and in the last section he talking about and once they learn how to fry chicken you finished. You know, <laughs> finish serving. You, like men. you finish. Like what use do we then have for you, black women, if your bodies ain't right? If you know, if you can't then fry chicken or cook for us, then what use are you mm-hmm. to us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so that to me was the, I guess, the first problem is that you talking about, um, you know, or have this idea that women are simply here to serve mm-hmm. you. You mm-hmm. know. So then his his rebuttal in the second tweet uh-huh. is um, he's saying real women know this who and that. they are yeah, who they are I think this is and and I think that statement in and of itself is true. Will real women do know who they are mm-hmm. and they just waving him off like whatever? But you I know? think he was trying to say he's speaking to a certain. The population. problem is though is that he's speaking to other young black men exactly in exactly. his comments, exactly. and that's what I don't think he understands. So, so he's got this mentality, this mindset, regardless of how women are receiving it. Men are young men, especially right, are receiving right. it a certain way. And it either reinforces what they already believe about women and black women in particular. Or, you know, it goes it's, it's just some more nonsense to feed, you know, this narrative, which I'm noticing just based on our, you know, our episodes here recently. Black women have been. You know the the subject of a lot of you know uh, of hate, our discussion hate, hate uh, whether black men are black women are failing black Den- men are are being yeah. yeah so like when we were talking about Becky's you know this mm-hmm. idea of like of black men seeking out women of other races or women who are weak because they don't want any sort of challenges or or they don't want women that are you know mm-hmm. strong in in who they are. And this just adds to that, you know. Right. So there. So I guess to piggyback off of that, um, you know, I went to my girl Bell Hooks, um, mm-hmm. as always, and you know, we talked about this years ago. But this idea of um, uh, patriarchal masculinity mm-hmm. that she talks about, black males have adopted from um, slavery. 
And so she's saying her argument in um, her book, We Real Cool, um, what's the subtitle? Black Men in Masculinity, that uh, the primary genocidal threat of black males, the force that endangers them is this patriarchal masculinity, the idea that they need to be dominant over black women and subscribe to these particular types of um, masculinity you know whether that's being um you know a thug or being um i don't know help help me oh being being sexually promiscuous mm, um, not a player uh, yeah, yeah player all of that so um she she says that this comes from um slavery because we're getting, uh, or I should say black men are getting their ideologies of manhood that have uh, kind of gone over generations we're passing down, but it's from the slave master. Hmm. And so if you think about, um, I guess it's until black men start having different expectations of black masculinity and black femininity, then, you know, and black women too, but I'm saying because black males have privilege in terms of, um, you know, how they're able to speak about gender in society. They have they have male privilege that black females don't, okay. and so they need to start changing the way. You just you just were saying that um, you felt like what he was saying would um, corrupt the minds no. of young black male youth if he hasn't already I mean if they yeah. weren't thinking yeah. that already so what I'm saying is that you know until you all start changing that mindset helping to change that mindset then it's just going to continue oh I understand that I believe that okay alright <laughs> I'm not looking at I'm, so I guess what ultimately and this is <clears throat> this is why I think Obama is, is held up as like a sign of you know what black men should aspire to on some level, right? He he honors Michelle in every way that he can, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. He's at least from a public standpoint seems to be a great father. You mm-hmm. know, he's cool, you know, but yet not like overly masculine in terms of, you know, uh, being dominant over his family or over his wife, right? Well, we can say he's masculine, but well, not no, that's in what I said. sense. Not overly typ- dominant the, or the typical, typical way we feel He ain't a player. Like nobody, mm-hmm. you know, measure. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's, you know, the most powerful black man on the planet. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, mm-hmm. I can, you know. And so, but um, he's an example of what, you know, black male masculinity can be, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's educated. Again, he's a family man. He honors his wife, you mm-hmm. know, and there's never been any, you know, speculation about him messing around. So he's not measured in terms of his ability to, you know, garner women's attention. Mm-hmm. And I think black women, you know, they appreciate that. And and I guess, you know, they want something like that. You know, black women want that, you know, um, the disconnect is it happens when, you know, young black men. And a lot of people blame hip hop, you know, and, but I think it was even before then, you know. But like you said, hip hop trick daddy. No, I understand. It reinforces that, yeah. That. But but it's been something that's been happening for a long time. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's subject to it, but then it, again, 
he's ignorant and he's passing that. No, I understand. Yeah, and he definitely he's perpetuating, you know, these uh, ideas, mm-hmm. you know, and young black men are hearing it. And I'm sure there's a lot of young brothers out there like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Y'all better step in. Well, but it goes back to this idea of a Becky again, right? Somebody that's serving, that's there to serve you and and do and allow you to do whatever you want to do. Becky, quote unquote. Go ahead. No, finish your point. Well, I thought you had something to say. You no, I do, but finish your point. I was done. Oh. <laughs> <coughs> um, so, in all that, though, one of the things that I, um, I guess, was questioning was where were the black males in this discussion? <laughs> you know what I mean? And again, um, we tend to kind of collapse, you know, black men and, and women together, like, you know, this united front. And I think, again, that's just because of oppression, because I think if it was a white male saying something and, um, you know, white females were going after, I don't know if they would necessarily be looking to white males to come to the conversation. But because, again, of our history, I notice black males, um, at least when I'm looking at the posts and I can see who the pictures they're missing from the conversation. And I'm like, you know, where are they in this, in this combo? The one black male that I, um, saw in this particular snapshot of all these, uh, uh, Instagram responses was just you know the emoji smiley face with the tears at oh, well, at okay. Trick like Daddy's comment yeah Trick Daddy's comments but I'm like you know again we're going after him as black females how come y'all aren't too how come other uh, celebrities that fool with this nigga how come they're not out saying something you know I don't know what some of the uh, Miami rappers DJ Khaled uh, who who else is is in um, Miami. Um, Rick Ross. Rick, yeah. Where are y'all at? Where are y'all? Look. No, no. It doesn't necessarily have to be just them. But <laughs> how come somebody isn't coming out and saying <coughs> it's not y'all responsibility, but it is y'all responsibility, <laughs> just because of our history um, in this in this country. I mean, we. We came at him strong, but y'all need to come out too. Well, I thought I came out against him, you know. Yeah, but you're not somebody that has a, a, a public platform like a Rick Ross, or and they and they don't even have to be in Miami. Just somebody. I know y'all saw these posts. Where y'all at? <laughs> they chilling or they laughing in the background? Exactly, you know, so. and so again. Your silence doesn't or, say... Or it may be that they like that he ain't worthy of a Mm-mm. response. Where Jesse Williams at? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Where the woke, woke brothers, the, woke, the girls, guys that... Exactly. Maybe he did. Maybe I need to go and yeah, check look and that see. Up. And if no. he says something, then my apologies. But other than that, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, like I said... They I, could feel like it doesn't warrant a response, but it's just the idea that you went back to earlier where these these types of ideologies get reinforced 
amongst black males generation after generation and amongst black females too. Because I'm sure there's somebody at home with trick daddy, you know, uh, a female, whether she's black, Latina, whatever. Somebody's fooling with him and somebody is listening to this garbage. But what I'm saying is, is that, again, your silence, just like when we're talking about racism, you know, and white people's silence, black men's silence around this issue just perpetuates it. And I mean, yeah, I commend you, obviously, for talking about it here and um, other black men that may have done it. But, you know, I'm just not seeing it in, in these polls. It's, it's women, black women taking the mantle and resisting in this act of resistance ourselves collectively on um, Instagram. And I feel like it needs to be a united front. Okay. Well, I mean. What's your last words? <laughs> I, How do we change the mindset? I mean, it may just be like a, you know, it just may be that the guys who are quote unquote woke don't frequent social media like that, you know? I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm not on Instagram. But I'm, I'm saying, too, just in general. Um, I, that's the question. Where are where are no, you, you all in masses? But regardless, how do we change that mindset of what Trick Daddy is putting out there? Because again, Trick Daddy is not alone in that type of no, thinking. I but I mean, I think so much of like how do we remedy that type of thinking? It goes beyond just social media. You know, it goes into you know the the black family and and how do we build that back up you know because mm-hmm. i think ultimately that's the foundation like how do we create you know households young men that respect women you mm-hmm. know all that come back to the black family and um and until we remedy that or find solutions to to strengthen the black family i.e I. the black community at that point then i mean i just think it's it's a futile endeavor so well let me ask you this if black men would have come out like a jesse williams like a um um some of the people leaders of um black lives matter movement and again they might have i just haven't seen it um you know is that black men speaking against this is that like a start yeah yeah are you in agreement with me that you all need to be more I guess I'm make just, your own video response to trick that you know what I mean no I understand I mean but so where are they then that's what I'm saying like from the celebrities because obviously coming from a regular dude it ain't gonna really I mean it, on like that but where the might. celebrities at you know where Jesse Williams at <laughs> we already we've already no I understand that, that but I'm saying though do you think that that is a start for black men to start yeah taking on absolutely but you know are there enough of us who who believe that to really even create any sort of type of movement around it you know well it's a it's a you gotta start no absolutely i mean because so much of like especially in the black community is about being hard or being tough and all of that is like counter to, you know, um, 
to to black you know to black men okay. and how they you know I guess how we exist in terms of our numbers you know so and so I don't know it's just a complicated problem and just goes back to some of the stuff we talked about in in previous episodes about you know mass incarceration so you know so if we're talking about fixing the black family then all of those things need to be considered you know um, all of the structural, all the structural, and then all the things that you know, in terms of like the numbers, like don't not working, you know, with so many black men in jail, in in single family households and in uh, single parent households and all of that. So again, it's a complicated problem. But I definitely think that you know, if social media is to be the vehicle for uh, other people to respond, then that should be something that it should be done, you know. And I hadn't thought about that, like why haven't anybody, any men come out in response to that, you know? Because men usually don't think about that. That's why. Uh, you saying that, but I just don't know if they if they even was on if he was even on their radar like that. You know? I know a lot so. of black men have seen this video though. So that I mean, well, Charlemagne he gave him donkey of the day, but you know, again, that's all in um, being comical. So I wanted like you know a actual um, response that kind of like broke it down in this again um, patriarchal masculinity. Uh, plantation mindset so to speak so um oh and then for 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 listeners the reason too that i'm harping on um uh black males entering this conversation because i don't think that for um probably a lot of white women white men that trick daddy was on their radar so that's why (laughs) i'm uh talking about um talking about black men joining the conversation. If it was somebody different that had said this, then, you know, maybe in the political realm, then yeah, they might've been on their radar, but Trick Daddy definitely, I think just is kind of amongst black folk. Would you agree? Yep. You paying attention? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. So that's a nice segue into, the way you were mentioning about um, social media and its uh, promise, you know, in terms of like, uh, did you say uh, activism or? Uh, Potentially, you know, at least to start, you know, I don't think social media will ever be like the end all be all for like real activism, Uh you know, there's a faux activism, I think happening on social media, you know. Well, that's a, that's what I was saying. That's a good segue into um, uh, Lane Brown. Okay. You cool? We're getting into Lane Brown now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and um, the uh, her, the comments that she made about Black Lives Matter because that very much came out of social media. Okay. All right. So with Elaine Brown, <clears throat> she didn't. Uh, and it, for those of you that may not know, she was a major figure in the Black uh, Panther Party. And I kept wondering like why, um, I guess, Black Panthers were in the news and then it was like, duh, this is the 50 year anniversary of um, the Black Panther Party, which is why we got to watch the uh, PBS uh, special documentary. documentary. 
Um, but this is back in February, though. Um, it was called The Black Panthers, Vanguard of the Revolution. So I would highly recommend it if you're interested in learning more about them. But anyhow, she did an interview with um, Spiked. I don't know if it's like an online magazine or what have you. And she uh, said that the Black Lives Matter uh, folks involved in that has a plantation mentality. And some of the comments that she made was like, I don't know what Black Lives Matter does, so I can't tell you how it compares to what the Black Panther Party was. I know what the Black Panther Party was. I know the lives we lost, the struggle we put into place, the efforts we made, the assaults on us by the police and government. I know all that. I don't know what Black Lives Matter does, so if you can tell me, I'll give you my thoughts. Um, she then goes on to talk about how Black Panthers um, understood, a lot of them understood their Second Amendment rights and um, they would bear arms and assume their, and do so to assume their human rights. And um, she says that this unofficial slogan from Black Lives Matter, like hands up, don't shoot, stop killing us, speaks of a plantation mentality. It smacks of master if you would just treat me right. And then she says it has nothing to do with self-determination, empowerment, and a sense of justice or anything else. So I guess this thing that I kind of got from her um, too was that this idea of distributed leadership in Black Lives <coughs> Matter. So there's um, Sean King, D. Ray, um, is it McKesson? Yeah, I don't know if Sean King is associated with them anymore. Oh, okay. Well, I have the clip that I'll play in in a second. But you know, there's these 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 people that are put out front, but they very much have a distributed leadership. Whereas Black Panther, the Black Panthers, there were, you know, the Bobby Seals, Eldridge Cleavers, those were the leaders. And so she's faulting, you know, the distributed leadership. She said that in in the. Um, in the uh, article? Yeah. Specifically about distributed leadership? No, I'm saying that. But she said something about... Um, uh, well, go, go ahead and give your thoughts while I'm trying to look for it. Because there was something um, there that I found that um, talks about um, like the lack of, of leadership. Okay. So basically, I was going to ask you and, you know, to our listeners, do we need singular leadership like we had with um, civil rights movement? Most people saw MLK as the um, leader. And then, like I said, with um, Black Panther Party, Eldridge Cleaver, Bobby Seale, Huey Newton as the mm -hmm. leaders, even though they ended up splitting apart mm -hmm. so um, is that a good thing because no leader can be targeted then with um black lives oh uh, maybe i mean if you do have a singular individual or a group small group of individuals who represent the movement then it does become easier to discredit you know target i mean i don't think they would nowadays i would hope they don't do assassinations and stuff like that mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. regardless of how they try to stop the movement 
uh, you target the leaders, right? Mm-hmm. You chop off the head and you kill the snake, right? That's mm-hmm. how the saying goes. And so I, I personally think a more distributed way of doing things is more efficient, especially mm-hmm. given today's the way we communicate nowadays with social media and, and the Internet and things like like that. Um, and, and again, I think it makes you stronger, you know, and so if one individual or individuals are stopped then you can still continue mm-hmm. the movement, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I got I got a lot of respect for what the Black Panthers did as an organization, as a group, as activists. Um, but it just sounds like to me that she's uh, I mean, when you and when you look at, I guess, the ultimate fate of the Black Panther Party. Mm hmm. I think it makes you say like, well, uh, were your methods effective ultimately? Mm-hmm. You understand? I mean, because it sounds like she she trying to peg Black Lives Matter as like soft. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and and again, this idea of saying that they were uh, that they're like passive and and master do treat me this way, and so you know, I'm always leery of people who invoke this idea of like house Negroes mm-hmm. <laughs> versus field Negro mentality, you know? And, uh, and so I'll, because at the end of the day, I think this militancy, I don't think it's effective at the end of the day because, it, because it really, you, you playing their game at that point. Right. You know, she had mentioned uh, mean the second amendment the rights, the guns, you know, we going to fight y'all, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's a battle, you know, mm-hmm. imagery and word usage that implies like a physical encounter slash struggle battle. You know, that's a game that we will never win. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. understand? And so, but all it does, though, is 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 work to make you feel better. You as the person that invokes that type of language or mentality, <clears throat> because then you don't feel that you, you know, are uh, weak mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and able to be run over or told what to do. So it's more of a psychological thing. But in terms of strategy, it's ineffective. You know, it may work for a little bit, but ultimately, when you're talking about being a militant or having a militant mentality, if you're really trying to move in that direction, you're going to be stomped out. But I mean, is that... You're saying just for black people or people of color yeah, in general. Exactly. That it's like it's the end game is already uh known at that point. You well, know? I mean there's there there are all obviously white people who are militant, <coughs> you know, when you think about um if you didn't hear that because he was coughing, I said white people that are militant. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they they are very concerned about them losing their um, their right to bear arms and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Does it work for them? Are you saying it don't work for them either? It don't work for them either. What is there's a difference? White nationalist groups typically want separation, and they mm-hmm. get it by going it you know to Montana or South Dakota, and they establish their own little combines there. Typically, right. Possibly. Black folks are always advocating for integration. Uh huh. You see what I mean? But using those type of methods. Now, <clears throat> now if the Black Panthers would have, you know, back in the seventies, eighties, mm-hmm. said we gonna go to Montana 
or wherever and establish our own community and we do what the hell we want to do here and we gonna leave the government out of our dealings then that's that would be similar to what white nationalist groups do you understand okay white nationalist groups they ain't trying to influence politicians to do what they want them to do only in respects to allowing them to maintain their arms you understand what i mean like the second amendment rights that's what they fight for more than anything but the larger point that i'm getting at is that you're you're saying that this type of um attitude or thinking doesn't really work for for anybody when we go back to mlk gandhi folks like that it's more non-violent protests if you want yeah if you want to get people on board yeah because ultimately no some people like the militant and and again but it don't work i understand that but i'm saying at that particular time the Black Panther Party and all their different par- pockets, you know, s- starting in Oakland and spreading, mm-hmm. it worked for a while. Yeah, yeah, a lot of things work for a while, but I'm saying from a strategy standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, it never works. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Now, you may say, well, white nationalist groups, white militia people, it works for them. It it don't work because they they're taking up arms, but they moving away. They go and they secluding themselves. Black folks take up arms and try to stay to try to become more integrated in society. Mm-hmm. You understand to get more government assistance, more government, uh, more government, you know, policies enacted. White nationalist groups they want government completely out of the equation. Right. So it's a different strategy. But again, the point is that you're saying it's effective really for them because they leaving and they buying land and they doing their own communities elsewhere. <laughs> Black folks try to take up guns and and build our communities here. Okay. And 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 the people in charge here, i.e., the federal government, they ain't gonna have that. Okay. And if we talking about battling and all these metaphors about war and uh-huh. you know uh, you know being militant. It don't work in the long run. Okay. It don't work because we don't or we don't have enough guns and our guns ain't big enough. So going back to my original question, okay, about distributed um, leadership, because that's two different things. You're talking about um, the militancy aspect. And then I have brought up the distributed leadership and you asked me to find um, where she talks about this. She didn't use those terms. That's that's what I had said but her comments to whoever wrote this article was that so here's the quote there's no comparison the next wave of young people running out here who are complaining and protesting about the murders of young black men and women by the police all over the country they will protest but they will not rise up in an organized fashion with an agenda to create revolutionary change so that's where I kind of got that she was critiquing the distributed leadership over the singular leadership. Where again, I can see both sides. The singular, it's more streamlined. I don't Distributed even... leadership, I guess, makes it like it's more um, disorganized, in her mind, disorganized or nothing's getting done. So you were about to say? I don't think you saying 
you're saying that she she didn't say nothing about the uh, distributed leadership model and why it don't work. She just saying it seems like she's saying that there's a lack of organization, period, or that there's no goals or or I guess she's implying almost like an advocating for revolutionary change. But she was saying they will not rise up in an organized fashion. So that's where I got like I am analyzing what she's saying. And so she's looking at it as disorganized because the leadership is distributed. You don't see it that way? Maybe. I mean, I. I, but she don't say that explicitly. I didn't so, say she no, said that. Those that. are my words. Okay, I, I well, that. I mean, I don't get that from what she's saying is what I'm saying. Okay, but we're <laughs> recognizing that Black Lives Matter, the leadership is pretty much distributed? Yeah, but that don't mean that that's what she's critiquing. She's just critiquing the organization in general. But she's also saying that it's not organized. Okay. It's not, in, it's not set up in an organized fashion with an agenda. Okay. Whereas somebody like Sean King would say otherwise. So you want to hear his response to her? Yeah. Okay. So let's play that clip. You know, I I love the Black Panther Party. I I spent uh, some time over the past few weeks with Bobby Seale, the co-founder of the Black Panther Party. And uh, he loves the Black Lives Matter movement and has been immensely supportive, encouraging not only to me, but to many activists. So I was disappointed in what um, in what Elaine said. I, I know Elaine. I've talked with her many times. Um, when Elaine got involved in the Black Panther Party, uh, it was about two years old, and that's where we are in the Black Lives Matter movement as well. And so I think some of what she did was she evaluated the totality of the Black Panther Party and all that it accomplished in ten years, and compared it to where we are right now in year two. And and so it's an unfair comparison to say where we are in year two compared to where the Black Panther Party was in year two. Two years in, it literally only had four or 5,000 people, the Black Panther Party, that were committed to it, to its practices, and uh, it was still trying to determine where it went and what it would do. And so I think uh, if you look at where we are now versus where the Black Panther Party was at this same time, I think we're doing well. Uh, I understand her criticism saying, you know, what are they doing compared to what they accomplished but even some of us looked at the dangers of what happened to Black Panther leaders from targeted assassinations to COINTELPRO and some of the lessons that we learned from them has caused us to change our methods. And so um, the Black Lives Matter movement is not a carbon copy of what the Black Panther Party did. How we do what we do will be uniquely different. Our time is different. Uh, so I, I respect her, revere her, admire her, but I was disappointed to read some of what she said. And more importantly, the Black Panther Party was an organization of Black Lives Matter. Okay, and then this guy here is, is saying, you know, that was an organization This he's seeing as a movement. And I don't know if they're looking at movement again, where, you know, um, leadership again mm-hmm. is distributed, everyone can have a voice. And like he said, this is, this is a different um, time period where... Um, Activism, I've seen where where it's called slacktivism because it's more in a slacker manner because people are being active on their phones. They're not necessarily out in the streets. And so does that make it any less worthy if you're on your phone, hashtag Black Lives Matter, hashtag, yeah. 
you know, um, hands up, don't shoot, those type of things, because it really started from, you know, a hashtag and the the events surrounding um, Michael know, Brown's I, death I, in Ferguson. I've heard it called hashtag activism as well, you know. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah. I'm so, gonna... I mean, it depends, right? I think that um, if ultimately, if it if it affects change, that's how you determine whether or not it's successful, right? But he's saying that she's trying to compare, no, which I is understand. a good point, the totality yeah, no, of and that's what, what they he's trying did to, s- to the two years in. No, I understand. But I'm saying, I'm, I'm answering the question about whether, you know, slacktivism or hashtag activism is effective. I don't. I think it's too early to tell, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. If you can affect policy change, then yes, it's effective. I mean, you, if you can make enough noise via social media, you can affect change. Well, that's one, just the world we live in nowadays, right? One thing I was reading too that's different with with this um, movement and time period of uh, Black Lives Matter is that they have been able to sit down with uh, people that create policies mm-hmm. like a Hillary Clinton, yeah, whereas I mean, with the Black fine. Panther Party, they weren't no, sitting understand. down with I mean, anybody. But sitting down and getting shit done is just totally different. You know what I mean? So I mean, because that's a that's a political activity. You sitting down, politicians gonna sit down with you because you're making enough noise. That's what I'm saying. But ultimately, if pop, no policies change, then I don't care how many politicians you sit down with. You understand? It's a start in the right no, direction. No, definitely, it's, it's definitely. The point I'm making. Yeah. Whereas with some of the Black Panther Party folks. Well, and again, I mean, Sean King spoke to the efficacy of their methods, right? Black mm-hmm. Panthers and learning from. What they failed mm-hmm, at, mm-hmm. which is again, you know, like he said, targeted assassinations, right. and Cold like once pro. you take up this military stance, then you leave yourself open to being, you know, targeted, <laughs> targeted, right? And so I think, from a strategy standpoint, that is not smart to be a militant in today's age in, in terms mm-hmm. of trying to get things done. If your goal is really to get shit done, then don't go about it in the military in the militant. Uh, way that's mm-hmm. my opinion on it, and I think Black Lives Matter is taking the right approach, you know. And hopefully, and having all these pockets everywhere, yeah, where yeah. it's and not like one clear mm-hmm. leader, it's like everybody joining up. And well, having, yeah, I mean, there are benefits, pros, and cons to that, right? Because but then like you, you said, can we have, haven't seen well, yeah. what can be like mm-hmm. the yeah, absolutely the effects of of what's happening now. Like mm-hmm. if it's gonna go more in into a positive manner where stuff gets done or if it's gonna you know go on the way or the path of the black panthers where it kind of dies out is that what you're no (laughs) i mean i feel you yeah but that wasn't the point i was trying to make okay but um we can move on i'm saying black lives matter so far if anything if nothing else Else, they brought attention to yeah. it, you know, along with, you know, again, social media, uh-huh. you know, these videos, all of that is bringing it back up, you know, uh, and, and and people get to see firsthand kind of some of the stuff that black people have been experiencing silently in their day to day lives for, for decades, you know. And so hopefully, you know, and this is why it's important to vote, you know, that we, we can get some of the people, especially on the local level, you know. If we can get people in office that will listen to us and actually try to get some of this stuff 
enacted, you know, some of these uh, policies and, and procedures. So. All right. So moving on to our last uh, topic, some of you all probably saw in the news with uh, Amy Schumer, who's a comedian, and um, I'm not sure if she's been, has she been in, was she in like Bridesmaids or something? Train, train wreck, train which wreck. is the movie okay. with LeBron. That was a big, big Okay, success. I just know she's yeah. a comedian. And um, she faced a lot of black, uh, backlash from a lot of black women for her uh, doing a video a lot of people perceived it as a parody she came back out and said it wasn't a parody but of Beyonce's formation okay so people felt like um, she was culturally appropriating the video some people say cultural misappropriation so either um, goes with I guess what people perceived her to do with Beyonce and so supposedly she got Beyonce's and, and Jay-Z's approval and that's why the video showed up on title. I don't know if it's still there, but I guess with her getting their permission, she thought it was okay and it was all in fun, so on and so forth. So initially, I guess before I started really reading up more on how people view cultural appropriation, because I know that that's a term that um, we see a lot with people using different hairstyles, um, mm -hmm. which I'll speak to in a moment that are, you know, um, culturally quote unquote black. But I guess for Beyonce's video, you know, it's unapologetic, unapologetically black. And for her to do that, I guess people felt like, you know, it was a no, no, because you don't even know what you're talking about. You're a, a white woman, you're, you know, clowning around and what Beyonce's message and formation is serious, you know? And so uh, serious in terms of, um, you know, the black cultural aesthetic and, um, you know, the um, empowerment message for black women. And so for her to do that, that's not really, <laughs> um, it, again, it's cultural misappropriation. So, so you initially, in, initially, I was like, oh, you know, well, maybe it's okay because she is, um, she got their permission and she's having fun or whatever. But you know, the more I'm reading about it, I'm I'm changing my mind on that. Okay. And it says with cultural appropriation, some some places like, well, you know, the person should have permission from whatever culture they're borrowing from, things of that nature, which again, she says that she has had that. But I guess um, the idea of her not really understanding the full history and scope, maybe that's where I'm kind of thinking, like I don't think she really understands like what that video means, what it embodies. And so she's just looking at outfits and dance moves and I mean, was is it even the video or the song? I mean, because without the video, the song is just a song, right? Well, yeah, that's the true. Most part. I didn't I really mean, like I the song until yeah. I uh, um, 
saw the video and kept watching it a few times. And I'm like, okay, she's so saying once you add deeper. the video, you ascribe an, another or an additional meaning to the song. I guess at that point, moving forward, but she right? did a video. It wasn't like she was no, I understand. Singing, just singing the song. I mean, I seen Amy Schumer's video, and I, again, this is from the perspective of a male black mm-hmm. man. I didn't have any issues with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was cultural appropriation. I mean. Mm-hmm. Now, if they had been in the video with wigs on and 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 leather jackets and stuff like, you know, or you know, really being a parody of the video, then I would maybe have an issue with it at that point. But if you look at the video, it's just really like outtakes from the movie. I mm-hmm. guess they were shooting in Hawaii, and they're just dancing around clowning to the song, right? Right. And so, I mean, I didn't have any issue with it, with it, but again, I'm not, I guess I'm not the offended party, you know, that being a uh, black woman, but you know, then it also makes me question about, I mean, at what point can we just like have fun with some stuff, you know, well, or, or question, some stuff off limits? When does it become celebrating versus cultural appropriation, mm-hmm. culturally appropriate? No, Is I'm there right a determined. definitive line there? But that's what I'm saying. You always, everybody's going to have their own opinion, right? You know, so I mean, the song for me, I, I like the song, but I didn't take it up as like an anthem, you know, but I understand that it some is. black women do, it you is. know? Yeah. But does that mean what I didn't like, though, about how, what Amy Schumer did was she tried in her uh, response letter, she tried to make it about like feminism, like, all women sticking together. Yeah. So yeah. I had a problem with that where she in was taking it. She, yeah, she said Because now she's taking it from like black women to like all women to include white women. And and, I had a problem with that. And that's so, what always happens. Yeah, but I didn't get that from the video, but I got that from her response to see, the video. So. The fact that she had that response, you know that her intent wasn't, well, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, she wasn't well intended, mm-hmm. well meaning with that. So I think. Going back to what I said with her just not even understanding when when she's laying it out in the essay, you kind of it, it made it even worse, you know. And so, um, again, I'm looking at um, this uh, site race relations dot about dot com. I just like how they broke it down. And so it's kind of like, you know, what they what someone says here that when people in dominant groups which usually is white people um, culturally appropriate something, they remain blissfully unaware of the roots of such dress, or in this case, you know, a performance and the challenges um, those who originated it or created it have faced in Western society. Like I just, she's looking at it again through, you know, the aesthetic lens and not thinking about the his, this historical roots. Like there's a lot there in that video like we're not going to go into um obviously now but she um it's kind of like i don't feel like her in in this case it's reinforcing stereotypes which often happens with um cultural appropriation but it's just her not understanding the history and her you know benefiting in some way with the platform with the video and her not understanding what she's doing in this particular case. I mean, I, I, I feel that a little bit, but then I'm like, the other half of me is like, I mean, what's not cultural appropriation? Well, yeah, because I got, I have, I forgot about 
right well, now. That's what I'm I saying. Have, like uh, I, I read the term too. Go ahead. Back to what I was saying before you threw me off. Um, you want to go toe to toe? That's what you looking like. <laughs> no, I'm just saying you give me that weird look, like I cut you off. But, go ahead. Um, no, I said so. What what's not culturally appropriated on some level, right? Mm-hmm. I read the term about uh, cultural appreciation. You know, well, that yeah, that's a good way mm-hmm. to look at it. And so, at what point does something not become you know celebratory and it becomes a problem or appropriation? You know. There were some people, I think, if I remember correctly, who was saying that that uh, Beyonce appropriated some of the culture or some of the, the, the stylings or the aesthetic, you know, for her video. Right. That particular video. Yeah. Because because didn't she use some samples of, of some people talking some? I don't know who it was. Yeah, that's. Um, and people were mad about that. Right. Were they? I thought so. Like that she, you know, she shouldn't be using it or even though she was giving it more visibility, you know. I don't remember. It's like, um, is it the bounce culture? Is Maybe. That what, I don't know. I just um, remember. Big Fredia and then. Yes, um, I think so. I forget the me- Messy Maya got uh, killed. But it's always going to be people who who have been, you know, associated with this stuff, like in the dark, like when, when it's not popular. Mm-hmm. To feel like that once it become popular, like, well, hold up. What about us? We've been doing this, you know? Where's our credit for creating this? Or, you understand, it's going to be people but who the, feel a certain way about it. The difference is, is that Amy Schumer is from the dominant group. And she is being accused of doing this with, you know, a less dominant group. Who okay. Beyonce? Beyonce, when she put put her work out there, that was for. Um, I mean, she's she's that's the, for y'all. For black is, women is for black women. Okay, okay when she put I her, I see her, no disclaimer on the video. So oh, it's for black women. It yeah. is for black. Because I bet women. you white women was bumping it and, buy, I didn't say and they buying and buying the CD, it, but they weren't all that. making videos from it. So you think that Beyonce don't want white women listening to Formation? I didn't say she didn't. But she wants them to listen to understand or or hopefully try to understand, you know, again, the black cultural aesthetic and then the history behind that. And what I'm saying is, is that with Amy Schumer, I can't speak for um, some of the um, other white women, obviously, that were like dancing to it. But for her, because she put herself out there. It appears to me that she was just looking at the performance aspect of it, and there's so much more to it. Well, here's my fear when we start to get into this, you know, this talk about cultural appropriation and who can and can't do it, is that eventually you're going to get to a point where people ain't going to want to imitate or celebrate anything cultural for fear of the backlash that they're going to receive from it. Okay, well, let me... Let right, me. so now anything performative or, you know, that black people do especially now is going to start to become off limits to people because they ain't going to want to get the backlash from, from people. And, and it's usually coming from social media. Yeah, nowadays. Yeah, and so so it's kind of almost like at some point. So then, then when will our culture 
get celebrated or appreciated if if that's how a lot of people are looking at it. But I guess when reading this article, <clears throat> it's like people not giving credit where credit is due. And I know how you feel about that, but um, there have been things that the Kardashians have done. And they say on this um, particular article, when the dominant group does it, it's, it's edgy or innovative with different hairstyles. Like I think Khloe Kardashian had um, Bantu knots. And so, oh, Khloe, you know, what are Bantu knots? You know, again, um, it's, well, maybe it is trendy. innovative on a white woman. No, but she needs to say where it comes from. So she got to walk around now, and every time anybody in an article mention her and her Bantu knots, she got to give make no, sure they give credit to black. Dead. Who don't know that this a black person hairstyle? They probably don't if they're seeing it with with um, the Kardashians. Okay. Honestly, <clears throat> honestly. But I mean, how does that work? How does attribution work? How do I attribute that to black folks? Talk now? about it. Learn. Talk about it. Learn. That's why. That's why you know it, it's always like this. Um, this uh, comment where you know we have to learn in, in um, Mama Tina on uh, a seat at the table. She said we have to learn white history, and so it should be the same thing. You know, they should be learning what we do, what we have done. What we've contributed. No, I understand, but we're talking about fashion. That's still important. All of that stuff is still important. Yeah, but who has who who gonna write the curriculum, quote unquote, for fashion and what white people need to know about black folk? Well, one okay, I'll put it like this. They've been critiqued, and I'm using them as an example, been critiqued several times. And then I was reading about um, because this all happened within like the last week, Vanessa Hudgens who's a Disney star. She's been critiqued several times. Now she's come out with um, braids. <laughs> and you were asking me, you were like, is she white or is she, um, she's white, but here she looks like she might be um, biracial, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe Latina. So, um, you know, she's benefiting, you know, from the hairstyle where it might look trendy, what, what have you. And so, you know, she's not given any cultural attribution. Um, Hillary Duff and her boyfriend just got um, railroaded in the in social media for their outfits. She was dressed as the P uh, pilgrim, and her boyfriend was dressed in um, Native American headdress, okay. the whole costume. And so she sent out an apology for that. Right. But it's the idea that maybe it's a learning experience and then you don't do it again. But they okay. do. They continue. To so do then it. this is this is where, like I said, so if 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 people in mainstream society or in pop culture ain't doing this stuff, then how do the kids specifically in people who are unaware and ignorant learn about it? Or They're even still not learning it. about it. I mean, they may she they may. So say, then oh, that don't mean nothing. Then then the fact that they're wearing this stuff or doing it, that's even that's even more of an argument that is giving some is giving it some visibility. What I'm saying is, if you're telling white folks and everybody else, well, don't do this because it ain't appropriate for you, then when does it get done? When does the broader culture get to see it? 
I feel like they do see it, but it only becomes visible when it's on certain bodies. That's just the nature of how visibility works. Okay, but if you have that platform, then you should know your know the history so you can inform the people that follow. So now before I throw on an outfit or a costume, I got to be prepared to give a history lesson about everything. Especially if to every you news what outlet. Hillary Duff did. Well, you shouldn't even have a um, costume on. You should already know the history of uh, the pilgrims and the Native Americans. It's not like what we learned Twenty years ago, well, thirty years ago. So what I'm saying it, I'm I'm saying these people have a a platform and they understand. They got to know that it's coming from other some other place, some other culture. So you should speak up about that. Don't be making it like you are setting the trend. But they continue to do that. Who who's saying they setting the trend? Who's saying that they saying they setting a trend? I'm saying that they're setting a trend if they have all these followers. Is it them or is it the people that's writing about them who have the responsibility to, to note where this stuff come from? Both. Okay. Both. I, I don't it's just impractical again for you to be explaining every time you want to do something. You want to wear something or wear a certain fashion that may have its roots in another culture. Right? Social media lends itself for you to do an explanation. And if you don't want to explain, then don't keep... I guess... No, 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 no. I guess my bigger problem is this idea that that everything you do needs to be explained. Okay. That, That you have to educate people on everything that you're doing. I mean, never in, in my... Life could, would I have imagined that information would be so freely accessible, but yet have so many ignorant people running around? You you understand? So you're saying then that the responsibility, if you see, um, <clears throat> I guess, Khloe Kardashian, Vanessa Hutchins with their hairstyle a particular way, or Kylie Jenner, then it's your responsibility as their follower the consumer yeah to understand that i I disagree i disagree well if we talk about fashion it speaks again to this larger issue of the way you know race gender class all of that works in our society no i mean i think when we're talking about fashion specifically it just it just is nonsense to a certain extent. What well, this you know? other article is saying, give credit and consider royalties. That's what I'm saying. Every royalties. Well, let's end. How are you gonna get royalties from No 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 this is this this is on another level. <laughs> this is you better calm down. This isn't with hairstyle. It's more uh, fashion and dress. But again, this person is saying um, it's a cultural sh- exchange like any other creative collaboration. Here, here's the end point, okay, for me. She asked for permission from Beyonce. She would have did that shit with Solange. We know how it would have turned turned out, okay? All right? So then who to blame, her or, or Beyonce? Maybe Beyonce don't know, okay? so Or maybe we'll end- Beyonce like this is all nonsense. 
why are we talking about this or why are people mad about it on social media and it really don't even mean nothing at the end of the day. If you're putting out that type of product formation, the whole lemonade visual album. No, I'm talking about that Amy Schumer did a video on it. Like, what can you do on social media what that I'm don't require is, permission from somebody? What I'm saying is, is I felt like the video, um, again, was unapologetically black. It was something, you know, it's for everybody to obviously consume. But I felt like, you know, a lot of black women, it was a gift to us. And so she might not understand the idea of cultural appropriation, but I bet you her sister does. So we'll just end, end uh, there. I think Beyonce know. <laughs> Does she know? Yeah, she probably or is it like, about it ain't just no money big deal. And and more visibility. She probably was like it ain't no big deal. So Okay. But obviously it is a big deal to some people. Right? Yes. I eat black women. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. The, Y'all the mad? assault. Y'all mad? Yeah, we're mad. I mean, I didn't get on there and um and and get on Instagram or wherever they were um uh kind of going at her. I don't know if it was on Twitter or what have you, um, coming at her neck, but I feel like after reading those articles that my mindset has changed a little bit. So um again, it's not an easy um easy topic to kinda like sift through and maybe some of our listeners they'll have um you know more ideas but i do feel like if you're if you're engaging in those behaviors understanding the the history and what you're doing and like like you said when you read the her response there was you know some ignorance on her behalf there and so that showed you where her mindset was and i think that's the mindset of a lot of people that culturally appropriate um fashion hairstyles what have you so well that's because they come up go ahead that's because they come from a place of power and privilege that's they won't my understand point. it they need to okay they need to because you have that power and privilege it's even more of your responsibility to understand so then you can educate some of the people that um follow you so we'll end on that note um thanks for tuning in as we um, agree to disagree, my husband shaking his head with his little toot right now. And um, we'll check you out uh, next week. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at Poindexter Show. And um, if you're in our Facebook group, keep the uh, dialogue coming just like last week. Thanks. <laughs>